Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Branding Kid Health Podcast. And today is going to be more... Uh, we just we talking a little bit uh, again with uh, the the new baby coming along. I've only had a few time for recordings. Uh, a couple of those got missed, uh, but again, that's why I want to. I, I wanted to do a couple part series on something for you anyway. So we're gonna probably just dive right into this. Uh, this is gonna be more of an overview, kind of show you what's to come. Um, give, a, give a little teaser, if you will. Uh, but then also, hey, if you guys want to know any more about uh, what I'm diving into, any specific parts of it, hey, let me know. I, this way I can focus some more episodes on it, uh, whatever, again, you want to learn about. Um, if not, I have a few things in mind myself. So really what this is all about, I've been starting to dive into, like again, over about the last year, I started getting back into competing in Strongman, and I'm absolutely loving it, right? Uh, this is... It was a passion of mine for a little bit. Uh, fell off. Uh, why? Who really knows? Certain things just fall off. You don't make the time for them. Um, but now for me, it's strength athletics is a huge part of it again. But I still see too often health and strength. And they're two separate things. Now, this isn't a problem because I think for those who are trying to achieve, I mean, true mastery in, no, I shouldn't say that. Those are, those are people that are competing at the absolute highest levels of any sport uh, are never going to be healthy. Uh, not never going to be healthy, but there are always going to be aspects of their lives that aren't healthy. And that brings up the question of balance. And, well, I don't really know that there's balance, but there's uh, swinging severities of what you're diving into uh, <laughs> with stuff on. And what this is really centered about now, let me get to the point here, is health for the strength athlete. Because 99% of us are never going to be a professional athlete or whatever it may be that you're trying to achieve an Olympic level, anything like that. Like, chances of it happening are slim to none. However, most of us are going to go to work on Monday after our weekend competitions, uh, and that's how we're still going to 
survive. That's how we're going to get by. But that doesn't mean that we don't want to be at our absolute best, uh, both on the field or in the weight room or whatever it is, as well as just feel great and live to be 110 and just keep on crushing it the entire time. So that's what this is about. Uh, Strength, but also staying healthy. Uh, Health for the strength athlete, if if you will. Uh, so, first thing I want to touch on. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be a, at least a four part series, or the, the the series are going to be broken up into four different parts. Um, one is going to be nutrition, one is going to be movement, one is going to be recovery, and then one is going to be the uh, mental emotional side uh, of sport. Now, first thing on nutrition, uh, and again, I'm going to touch on a little bit just to give you guys an idea. But then I want to really dive into each of these separately for everybody. And first thing comes up with nutrition is just the, and especially in strength sports, I feel like there's this, you have to absolutely just bulk up and get huge uh, or diet down and stay just as small as possible. Uh, it's again, it's that dichotomy. Same thing with strength and health. Like the two are oftentimes seen as being uh, opposites when they're really can be the one and the same, uh, or at least very similar for most people where they don't have to take it to such an extreme because their life depends upon it. Now, nutrition, again, it, it comes down to the basics and there are a lot of things that I want to touch on with this, but I still want to reiterate it right now. Got to eat whole foods. Got to drink lots of water. Okay. Rinse, lather, repeat with that for a couple years, and you're going to get pretty damn strong. Uh, Now, there's going to be more to it than that, because I think everybody still needs to be eating properly for their bodies, and there's not going to be any one-size-fits-all approach, no matter how much people talk about it. There are going to be strategies that are similar across the board, uh, but there still is never going to be that, hey, this is what everybody does flat out, does not exist, will never exist, etc., etc., etc. That being said, uh, some of the big things, like I said, have your body weight in ounces, it's a must. Start with that. Go. Uh, Eat real whole foods. Uh, Don't buy into the whole, you got to get all these other latest, greatest fads, gizmos, garbage, whatever. No. If you're eating your meat and potatoes uh, for, for uh, everybody and then your veggies, uh, you're going to be pretty good. Um, like I said, that's going to take some refining. Everybody needs a little different uh, fuel mixture ratio, right? Uh, some people will need higher carbs. Some people will need higher fat. Some people will need higher protein. Uh, but I also think that this changes around a workout. I think everybody needs to find what they're sensitive to. Uh, some people, again... Higher carbs around a workout, after a workout, help with recovery. Uh, some people, it's going to be before bed, when they first wake up. Um, I notice for myself, again, I tend to start off a little lower carbohydrate to start the day uh, and ramp it up like by the end of the day. And I feel good doing that right now. Uh, but again, this doesn't mean this is something I've done forever. These are always being tweaked. Um, so that is always to be kept in mind. Uh, the other thing that I want to touch upon is probably uh, supplements, and again, they supplement your regular diet. This 
cannot be overstated. This will never be overstated because it's just that important. That does not mean that, especially uh, certain supplements that are coming out today, I think can be very beneficial and probably should be taken. Uh, But combining that with your diet is what's going to give you the most bang for your buck and truly let you get to those maximal levels of strength uh, and recovery and just all out badassness or whatever it is that you're looking for. Because, hey, again, when it comes down to it, strength athletics, they're just for fun. Sure, you might make a living from it, some select people, but still you're doing it for fun. Like, you don't have to do that. Uh, You can go and farm for yourself, and as long as you're getting some of your own food and you have some shelter, you're going to get by. Anything else is uh, more for a little bit of enjoyment. Now, other things to touch on with nutrition. Uh, I want to touch on quality of food. Uh, I I harp on this because it's so important. You got to get clean food. If you're getting more toxins, more hormones, more whatever garbage is in your food, it's not going to let you get stronger. No way, no chance. Like, sure, it's going to let you get to some requisite level of strength, but it still isn't going to allow you to get to that absolute peak that you're looking for. Remember, Try to prime as many things as you possibly can. The more things that you do, not only will that make you healthier and live longer, but it will truly make you stronger. So thinking about that from the nutrition standpoint. The other things I want to touch into that I think are overlooked upon, especially for strength athletes, is the forms of cooking, uh, how foods are stored. Uh, because if we're getting, talk about toxins in the food, but if you're adding more toxins to your food, the way that you're cooking them, depending on the pans, like certain things are going to be leaching, like any of the nonstick cookware. Hey, when you're getting all these estrogens in your body that are in those pans because of all the plastics and all the plastics that you're storing your food in, this isn't going to get you stronger. Think of, uh, gynomastia, man boobs, whatever you want to call it. Like this is serious. And Estrogen levels, especially in young boys, are on the rise dramatically. So take that in account. Uh, if you're looking for uh, improving strength, estrogen increasing these levels is not going to get you there. I guarantee you're getting enough estrogens as is. Everything that we're surrounded by. So if you try and minimize it, I'm sure you're going to be much better off with that. Uh, nighttime nutrition is another biggie. Uh, because I think this is huge. Like making sure that you eat something before bed. Now this doesn't have to be a huge meal. This could still be even a couple hours before bed, but making sure that you stabilize that blood sugar. And I want to emphasize this even more. So not just at night throughout the day, stable blood sugar is what's going to really help you out because if your buddy, if your buddy, uh, yeah, we all have buddies too, right? If your body is in this constant state of disarray and just on this roller coaster ride, it's not going to know how to build muscle properly. It's going to be like, whoa, 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 we're just storing this. We don't know what's going on. Like, you're just going to confuse your body. And that is not going to help you out uh, in getting stronger in any way. So stabilizing that blood sugar is going to be a big part of it. And that's where I'm talking about, like, finding the right fuel ratio for you is how many carbs do I need? How many? How much protein do I need? How many fats do I need? Like, all of the above are going to be huge. And tinkering with that. Uh, some of the easy, sometimes the easiest way to do it is eat high protein for three days, eat high carb for three days, eat high fat for three days. See what you feel best with 
After you figure that out, now start to tweak it. Like, okay, start out with certain ratios, track it, track it, track it. And this is always going to change. So don't ever think that you're gonna be done because the second that we switch from uh, winter to spring to fall to summer, it's gonna change on each of those. It's gonna change on your uh, cycles that you're lifting in. Uh, It's going to change on, hey, my wife just had a baby two weeks ago. I'm not sleeping the same. The way that I eat is going to change. Uh, And this is a great segue into the movement part because movement is the same thing. It needs to change. It needs to be varied. Uh, You need to go through dedicated blocks of certain things. Uh, I think people can get by. uh, Like I've messed around with it and I've dabbled with no, I shouldn't say dabbled with my version of what is West Side uh, and the West Side template, and I think they're working on a lot of different things at once there, uh, and it worked for me. Uh, but I find that it didn't work as well for me as does taking block periods of specific strengthening, and uh, I shouldn't say just specific strengthening of specific methods uh, because some. I mean, all are for strength, of course, but. Some are for hypertrophy. Some are to begin acclimatizing the body to heavier loads, to longer distances, to whatever it might be. Some are more for pure strength. Some are more for pure power. So keeping all of these in mind is going to be very important uh, going forward. And if you don't know how to do this yourself, ask somebody. Get a coach. Because this is what's really going to set you apart is going through and diving into the proper aspects of your strength and conditioning program. Now, that's just thinking about uh, your pure lifting, and I still believe that you need to incorporate all different movements. You need to have your squat. You need to have your bend. You need to have your lunge or step. You have to have your twist. You have to have your push. You have to have your pull. Uh, You have to have some form of gait locomotion in there. Uh, Okay, once you have those, Make your program around it, right? Uh, now, are all of those going to be emphasized at once? No, but all of those need to be built up because you're still going to be as strong as your weakest link. So, sure, you might be in a pressing dominant sport, but I guarantee you if your pull sucks or if your bend sucks, you're still screwed. Like, you, you have to have all of these uh, more so to prevent injury. Uh, and, and that's really what movement prep is a lot of times about. So that's talking about like the strength aspect of movement and lifting, but there still is the movement side. So I say movement just from the standpoint of you have to physically be able to do all of the movements. You can't just, uh, like be able to squat a quarter of the way down. Uh, if you're an Olympic weightlifter, right? Like you're never going to get there. Um, having requisite movement. So having that motion, through each joint of your body. So this is, actually, I want to say this too for just talking about the strength. Strength is a critical part of health too. So the two go hand in hand. So getting somebody to help you with your training, to help you get strong is going to be important with aging because you want to know one of the number one factors of uh, really just decreased lifespan is going to be getting weak. Uh, You got to be strong. But also decrease in movement, decrease in that overall ability to exhibit all planes, all motions, yeah, that's going to get you in trouble too as you age. So again, health, strength, you see a lot of these two things bridging the gap here. Uh, They go hand in hand. Certain things are 
one little more one-sided, but you got to be able to move. And I'm saying all of these motions, you have to have full shoulder, full hip, full spine motion. Those are the biggies. And ankle, like other ones, the elbow usually is pretty good. The wrist is okay. Uh, knee is usually pretty good as, as generalities. But the other ones... Uh, got to have those movements or those joints articulating very, very well. Now, going off of that, you have to, if you don't know what to do, you have to find somebody. Uh, I see patients now where they start coming to ask and see me because they just want to move better. Uh, yeah, like they're like, you know what? I feel pretty good overall, but I can't quite do this. Like, it's not that it's really painful. I just, want to be able to do more uh, physically because they also recognize that as they age, that's not going to get any better. Uh, so really taking care of it, uh, even in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s, when they know they still have 30, 40, 100 years, whatever it is left to be able to do all that it is that they do. Uh, so that's really important is being able to have that mobility, those stretching programs down. Uh, and finally, I still go into, and this is going to be uh, a crossover between movement and recovery, and that is the working in aspect. So we kind of discussed the working out, but the working in is going to be just as important uh, for movement because it teaches you just how to breathe, how to control that. And movement still goes hand in hand with breathing, which is a huge part of it too. Simplest thing to think about, if you're going away from fetal position, you're breathing in. If you're going towards fetal position, you're breathing out. Uh, that changes once you start getting a little heavier load. But if you're anywhere below 80% of your one rep max, think of it that way. If you're above 80%, reverse it. There's your simple answer. Now, breathing mechanics is going to come up. Breathing with movement, slow and controlled movement to allow your body to pump, recover, heal. Uh, this is going to be, like I said, part of the movement, part of the recovery. So a lot of the two uh, will really bridge the gap there. Uh, but this is going to be it for now. I'm going to continue this shortly. Sorry, it's kind of chunked up, but we're going to dive into recovery uh, next. All right, guys, uh, here we come back now. And time to dump time to jump into, excuse me, uh, a little bit of recovery. Um, recovery when it comes to strength obviously is of paramount importance. Like this is something that I don't think, uh, flies under the radar anymore. It may, maybe it used to, but at this point, like it's a foregone conclusion. If you are not recovering properly, if you're not doing everything that you can to recover, uh, you're just leaving PRs on the table left and right. Uh, so first thing when it comes to health, obviously, uh, I think the way to combine health and recovery, sleep. Uh, this, this is pretty much, again, straightforward. There, there shouldn't be that big of a surprise here, but people still neglect sleep. It, it still happens. I see this a lot of times. Uh, younger athletes, especially uh, older athletes, still are uh, not always uh, immune to uh, skipping out on sleep, I guess, too. But biggest thing is getting to bed earlier. Uh, this, this doesn't always bode well for people. They don't like to get to bed earlier, but again, the body recovers between physically more between 10 PM and 2 AM psychologically then from two to 6 AM. Uh, so getting that physical recovery is going to be huge. So bias your sleep 
get to bed earlier. Uh, and even if you're going to be sleeping a little bit less, you're going to get a lot more out of that earlier sleep. Uh, but sleep again, not an option. Uh, and I don't prescribe to the whole eight hour rule anymore. Uh, that used to be my absolute thought. Uh, and even when I was training before I knew really how to recover, I guess nine hours, uh, was the norm for me. And even then I sometimes still wake up feeling groggy, just out of it really couldn't recover. Now I can comfortably get by on seven hours. I still prefer around that eight hour mark though. Uh, but again, this is something you're going to have to tweak. This is something that you're going to have to change with the amount of volume that you're doing in training, uh, with other stressors that are going on in your life, uh, what time you're getting to bed at, how much travel you're doing, again, so on and so forth, this will be affected by all of these other variables. But again, sleep, sleep environment, what you're doing before sleep, again, getting off electronics before sleep, it's, it's just, it's got to happen. If you want your body to be able to start producing the melatonin, start producing the growth hormone, the testosterone at proper times of night so that you can recover, so that you can sleep, just got to do it. Just got to make it a priority. Uh, and the more that you do this, the more that you will be able to recover uh, from the harder workouts because, hey, that's what you have to do. The harder you can work out, the more that you can recover, the better off that you're going to be. Uh, so just making that an absolute focus for yourself really will go a long ways. Now, other than that, uh, as far as the sleep, like of course there are going to be a million and one things to do regarding sleep, but start off just getting your sleep in uh, and you'll be much better off right there. Now, other things for recovery. Again, moving. We keep, I keep going back to this, but making sure that you can do all the proper movements uh, and just pumping the body. Now, that pumping of the body will really go a long ways in allowing you to be able to recover. That's why I always like people getting out for walks, people going and doing things like yoga, like any other types of stretching routines, mobilizing routines, uh, but these not meant to be intense things that just allow you to pump and recover the body are going to be huge. Nutrition comes in with recovery again. So all these things are going to start to tie into recovery, but you have to get them and you have to dial them in in their certain domains because the movement and working out domain uh, is different than the movement working in recovering domain. So keep that in mind. Don't, don't always think that it's got to be more, 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 where you always have to eat more, where you always have to move more, uh, lift more. No, those don't always contribute to health. Sometimes it's doing a little fast, letting your body recover and just giving it the most nutrient dense foods possible in that time for even just a day or two. And then coming back and just seeing this hyper growth in yourself, uh, is going to go really an absolute long ways, uh, for that recovery. Uh, but then also knowing your maximal recoverable volume, like how heavy, how hard can you train? How long do you need between workouts? That's a biggie. Some people, they can handle one heavy workout a week. The other ones might be relatively heavy, but they might really be more at a moderate volume, moderate intensity. 
you have to you have to play around with this. You have to either work with a coach. You have to be able to study your own heart rate, your heart rate variability, uh, your sleep patterns, all of these, and know are you truly recovering. Uh, the good thing, I th- uh, easy one, I think, is still uh, using HRV uh, testing in the first thing in the morning, or just testing your heart rate and tracking that, like getting at least a week or two uh, of data, and then saying like, okay. Here's my average. If your average, you know, is 60 beats per minute, right? When you wake up and all of a sudden you're at 65, well, you got to tone it back that day. If you plan on working out, that is. If you plan on working in, hey, maybe you just had a crazy deadlift session the previous day, right? Well, then it makes sense. Like you can track this. Next day, you know, you're just going to be doing, uh, going for a nice hour-long walk, just doing some recovery, uh, doing some working in some some squatting, just maybe some body weight, loosen the hips up, uh, just again, getting that movement now. And then the following day, you wake up, you're back at 60, you know, okay, I'm good to go. So that's all that was for. But now all of a sudden, maybe it's 65, 68, 70, three days in a row there. All right, whatever any of those days that you're training on, tone back the volume, big time. Cut it in half, don't train at all. One or the other, like, gotta really go back and I don't say cut out intensity because maybe it's elevated for a day or two get in do minimal volume but keep the intensity high and you notice like okay the next day it's getting better next day it's getting better all right you know you're on the right track just get back to your normal thing so again recovery all about really being able to identify what is going on in your body uh, are you sleeping soundly or is your digestion off? Like these can be other simple indicators that you're just not recovering and you're not ready to train again or train uh, with near the same volume that you had been using previously. The last part of the uh, strength and health game and that combination of the two really comes down to, like I said, the mental emotional aspects of yourself. Uh, now this, this has a lot of different things in play because the mental emotional aspect certainly comes into play with your lifting. You have to be mentally prepped for a workout. You should want to know what you're doing, not just doing these random things like, oh, yeah, I'll just do this. I'll just do this. No, know what's going to be going on. Uh, at least from a volume and intensity standpoint, you can still switch up the exercises but know what you're going to be going into so that you're ready mentally for that, but you're also mentally ready to recover from something like this, as well as emotionally, because some people are very emotionally charged by certain lifts. Uh, I keep bringing up the deadlift because it's my favorite, but it's also an emotionally charging lift, obviously, because I do love it so much. Uh, I always want to be striving, be peaking for more, uh, and that can be both good and bad. Like if I'm always going more, 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 uh, then that can sometimes be a problem. Uh, same thing with any type of loading. Like I just like those lifts. So I'm more inclined probably to push it a little bit harder than I might with other things. So I have to be mentally prepped for that, emotionally prepped for something like that. Now the mental emotional aspect uh, of stressors, uh, outside of all the other stressors we've discussed more of that mental is family stressors, relationship stressors, financial stressors, uh, job stressors, all of these are going to come into play. So if you know that 
any of those are really bogging you down, if you will, uh, you're going to have to take that into account with your strength, with your volume, with your recovery, uh, because this will all affect your health. Remember, that's what I'm saying. This is about combining strength and health and just throwing those the baby out with the bathwater with these things. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get those strength levels that you were really searching for because you're not taking all the variables into account. And you're also not going to get those health changes that you're looking for because obviously mental health, emotional health, we know are really, really big parts of our lives in general, not just from a standpoint of pure health, but now we come into that strength game and they really play a part. Uh, so again, I can't stress this enough. I really want everybody just to have a big understanding of that. So take, take note. I think probably the easiest thing is what is your biggest stressor? What is your number one stressor? For me right now, having a new baby, right? That puts stress on me. Like that will stress all of my other stressors, if you will. So not getting full sleep, uh, having to balance out time between now, Julie and I having to balance out time with Max and Cooper. So there, there adds a family stress to it. Uh, financial stress. I mean, sure. We're buying more stuff, diapers, uh, just food, uh, like stuff, I, I, clothes. I mean, all of these things, like that's still just another stressor that we have to take into account. It might not be a major stressor. I think we're okay handling it, but it still is a stressor. Now, also I have different stressors because I'm not getting as much sleep. Uh, that, sure, that's going to affect not only my ability to train and recover from there, but I'm also going to have a little bit more stress at work. I might have to really worry about being on point at work. I, I think I'm handling it pretty well, but these all still come up. Now, mental stressors, you have a baby crying. That's also a big emotional stressor, I guess, right? So all of this, all of this comes into play and you wear that down throughout the day, not wear it down, you add that up throughout the day, excuse me, and it can really just affect the rest of your life. So it will affect certainly my overall health, but it will really affect my ability to, uh, my, my strength game. So I have to keep all these factors in play. And I think this is all coming down. I'm going to just wrap this up now is awareness. When you're aware of the food that you're putting into your mouth, uh, when you're doing it, how you're doing it, what foods you're putting in, when you're aware of the movements that you're doing. So variety, volume, intensity, the quality of movement, when you're aware of your recovery from between workouts, um, of, of movement patterns of your sleep, uh, of again, all of these things, it comes into play. And when you're aware of your mental and emotional state in and out of the gym, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, everywhere else, now you can really bring the two together. Now you can be truly healthy and get strong. Like just get that recovery and get that, get that, get the mental game and get the nutrition game and get the movement game in so that you can just have fun with it. And that still is what it's all about. Because like I said, most of us, we're not making, not making the big bucks on the strength game. We're doing that because it's part of what we love to do. And then we get to tie that in with being healthy and hopefully everybody getting to do this 
for the long game, not just for a couple hours a week, but or for a few years, but a couple hours a week for the rest of their lives and the rest of your lives. And that's what I want to encourage. So this isn't just, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this for a year or two and go on. No, I want you to be strong. I want you to be healthy both now in the future and really just be able to carry that over as long as you see fit. So, hey, stay tuned. I have a lot more coming on this. I really want to uh, hammer home, if you will, each of these talking points because I think each one has its own merits and I want to take a little deeper dive into it. But as far as a basic overview, this is what's coming as well as, uh, again, a few new guests sprinkled in. Um, but please let me know if you have any questions, if there's anything you want me to cover, or if you have any uh, guests that you want to have or uh, hear on the show, uh, I'd love to reach out, get them on, and hope them uh, have them answer a few more of your questions. So thanks again for uh, listening and enjoy the day, everybody. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach, and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free, so thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. So thank you. Mm-hmm.